Hey friends, welcome to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Carmen. And we basically solve all the world's problems here on the podcast. Just kidding. We talk about holistic healing. We explore ways to change our thinking um, and the mind-body connection to stimulate healing in our body. So you know, all that mind-body-soul stuff. Yep, that's what we talk about each week. So thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to episode 97. Um, We're excited to take the STEER model a little step further and um, learn a little bit more about thought work versus journaling today. Yeah, thanks Carmen. Um, You know, I would have never actually thought of this, but it's so funny the things you learn when you you get your feet on the ground and you're in the trenches and like you're coaching all the humans and you're like, you have this program, so you can measure things right and can measure the progress um this would have not hit me unless i was actually boots on the ground doing the work like watching my clients and be like why why isn't this clicking i don't understand yes where's the disconnect and and i was coaching a client and I was like, are you doing your thought work? You know, are you doing your steer models or like, how are you processing emotions? Cause we were stuck in like, they would have described they process their emotions. But I was just like, there's no way. Cause like, you should not feel worse from processing emotions. <laughs> I was like, there's something to miss here. We're not on the same page. And then when um, this person started describing how they're doing thought work, I was like, oh no, this is not thought work. And so I was like, we should talk about this um, yeah. because I don't think we're on different pages. <laughs> so a lot of you guys know what journaling is, right? Like I'm trying to work on not saying right. So if I have pauses, I'm trying to work on it. Um, we know what journaling looks like. We'll sit down, we'll write out our thoughts, we'll write out the circumstance or situation. And it's kind of like just riffing, like you're mm-hmm. venting. Yeah. Just venting how you feel, venting the situation. And a lot of times, that is helpful, okay? It is helpful to vent. It's helpful to get all of those thoughts out on paper. Awesome. That is not doing thought work though. That is simply just venting. Getting how you feel, how you saw this situation go down, kind of to some degree, seeing what emotions you're feeling it just wasn't fair right yeah. so hard not to say right it's just my way of checking in to make sure that people like understand i'm communicating clearly um and that's what this person was doing that's how they thought they were doing thought work they were just writing down all their thoughts about everything like the whole circumstance how the circumstance made them feel which some people find very helpful. I never felt very helpful because I still felt the same shitty feelings after I wrote that stuff down because I still felt like a victim. Right. And I want to show, like, again, I think it's helpful. If it works for you, it works for you. 
but there is a different way about going to go about doing this that can be even more helpful for you. And for my clients, I did a video on this. Since you guys are podcasts, you're not going to see the video, but I want you to imagine I had a situation in where um, I felt like a victim. I felt like I was being excluded. And people, I felt like I should have been invited to be a part of this experience. And then somebody else got the invitation. I didn't. And I didn't think that they were as experienced in this certain situation as I am. So it felt terrible. I felt rejected. I felt, I felt like a victim, right? In that situation. Um, I was angry. I was hurt. And I could have journaled about it. But what would have happened for me is I would have, that wasn't getting me out of the negative emotions. It would have fueled a fire. Yeah. Right. I would have found more evidence of how I was the victim and how this was unfair and I was treated poorly. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to stay in those emotions. I didn't want to stay in that mindset. So what I did is I sat down and I wrote my S line. What is the situation? Situation is that no one asked me to be part of their group. Okay. Then I skipped to the E line because that's what I was feeling the most. I was feeling hurt. So then my E line was hurt, unwanted, not chosen, not wanted. This is what was going on inside of me. From there, I wrote down my T line. What are my thoughts about the situation? And I just dumped bullet bulletproof or bullet not bulletproof, but I bulleted all my thoughts. So I'm kind of incorporating a little bit of that journaling, but I'm being very intentional about what I'm doing here. So I bulleted out all my thoughts about the situation. And here so here are some of them. I'm never picked. They don't think I'm good enough or they don't like me. I want to blame them and not like them. I don't understand why they don't like me. I don't understand um, why they didn't choose me. Okay, you can tell like those thoughts, very shitty, (laughs) but they were, this was my thoughts. So when I saw those thoughts, I was like, dang, Um, I honor and respect that that's what my brain is offering up, but I can see why this feels so painful for me. So I asked myself, okay, when I think these thoughts, how do I show up in the world? When I'm thinking I'm not picked, I'm not good enough, other people exclude me, they don't like me, how do I behave in the world? What actions or inactions do I take? So I wrote my A-line, I go within, I sulk, I look for evidence that I'm not chosen. I try to people please people to basically manipulate them to like me, right? But I also then go to resentment where I wanna prove them wrong. I wanna kind of be like a big fuck you to them. Right. And I base, I go into emotional childhood, emotional childhood for me, my coping mechanism in childhood was to go within, create resentment and then get revenge. 
So I know I'm in that loop that I've gone back into an emotional childhood. And that's not how I want to show up in the world. So, okay, these are my actions. What are my results then? When I take actions out of these thoughts, what are my results? People don't pick me because I'm pouty. Yeah. Um, I look for evidence in all area of my life to prove the belief true and focus on me. Uh, people don't pick me because of my emotional childhood, how I'm behaving. I'm yeah. kind of pouty, snippy. That whole fuck you, I'll prove you wrong. That's showing up in my actions and my attitude. So then the result is people don't pick me. <laughs> You're back to where you started. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I know that that's my unintentional model that I, I didn't, I was unintentional about my thoughts about this circumstance situation. So from there, I went to my intentional model. And I asked myself, what other thoughts are possible? Mm -hmm. In the world of possibility, are there other thoughts possible about this situation? And my brain, I made my brain go to it. Yes. So what other thoughts are possible about this situation? They picked one of their friend's wives. They're good friends with this person. They picked who they were comfortable with who meshed with them, who they felt safe with, they had a history with. Mm -hmm. And it totally made sense to me. That's what I do. That's what humans do, right? We'd rather pick someone that we know and are familiar with than someone that we don't know as well. Right. Right. And so then I felt less personal. It wasn't about me, who I am, my abilities. It was about who they felt comfortable with had nothing to do with me. And when I could reach that thought, I could let that emotion go. I didn't feel rejected. I understood. And then the thought, then the emotions I created was like, oh, I understand. I get that. I would do that too, right? Having compassion for myself, having understanding for them dropping all these other thoughts of how I'm bad, how I'm the victim, how I'm not chosen. It was nothing about that. Yeah. And I could immediately move out of that emotion into contentment, understanding, compassion, move on with my life. Cause I was spinning in that. Right. Does that make sense? I think it does. Cause that's a huge distinction, right? Cause oftentimes um, with, with uh, journaling, people have been taught, you just write it down, right? Like it's a way for you to express yourself. And so if you're in the moment and it's hard for you to let go of those emotions, right? And you're like, oh, I just, it's a, it's a venting session, right? You, you said it. So you write that down. But the challenge is, is that when you are venting on paper, right? And that stream of um, emotions that subconscious is coming out is that there's um, it uh, it's not giving the opportunity to, to change right. where you're at right you're just you're dumping it and then the more you think about it right like that gets you upset the more you look at it and you read it and you go over and over in your mind right and oftentimes people replay that scenario or replay that situation um, without, uh, 
the intentional slowing down and the thought work of looking at other aspects, right? Or other um, uh, stories that could be contributing to that event. Instead, you're replaying over and over again, right? So then that fuels more emotion, more, yeah. Um, uh, and not an opportunity to kind of break through, yeah. Now, there are some people who do use journaling and sometimes, you know, you write it down and you vent it and, and that, that works for them. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing is that if that writing it down, if that doesn't fuel that emotion, but it helps them to let it go, even the act of letting it go doesn't take the time to explore that thought work, right? Explore and, 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 um, take control of what other thoughts could you uh, uh, use or have a perspective on, right? And then you still have control versus like, okay, I'm just going to let this go because I'm, you know, I'm a nice person, right? Whatever. Um, I don't want to feel these emotions anymore. So I'm just going to let it go. So it doesn't hinder me, but you're not taking the time to, to choose those thoughts. Yeah. 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 So I love that distinction because I think that's very important to understand the difference. Yeah. And as I listened to you talk last podcast episode and this podcast episode, it becomes clear to me that really, um, I'm going to teach in a webinar tonight about locus of control. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I understand that that's a psychological term. And I looked up the definition of it as I was doing my research for this presentation and locus of control is this feeling that we control the outcomes in our life, ah. right? We are the one, the creator of our destiny. We are the one that create things versus external control comes from luck, the outside world, other humans. And it, and to me, it was very evident as you're talking like thought work is about always going back to being the locus of control, taking our power back in all and every situation. I like to teach my clients, you are in control of your life 100% of the time. Yeah. Why? Because you control your brain and that's where control comes from. Yeah. Okay? Because we have choices in everything. We do. We don't like it. Sometimes we don't like this the consequences of the choice. So our brain doesn't want us to see that we have a choice because we don't want to experience that consequence. The reality is we have a choice in everything. Choices come from our brain. So control comes from our brain and you're in control of that 100% of the time. Yeah. So when we can be intentional about our thoughts and owning our thoughts and seeing how we are not the victim. When we get into victim mindset, we are now looking at the external control and giving our way our own locus of control. And that's kind of what it feels like journaling. Yes, you're venting, but you could possibly be staying in that external control model versus doing the thought work. How, this situation's neutral. What do I want to, here's what I'm thinking about it. What do I want to think about it as you're moving back into the model of where you're the locus of control, right? You have created the emotions. You've created your actions and your results. So what do you want to do differently? Right. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, um, very helpful to see, um, 
those differences and to be able to learn how uh, the differences and to use that as a tool, right? To, to be able to, to kind of check in and make sure that you're um, keeping that control or keeping that locus of control and um, uh, not giving it away <laughs> all the time. I mean, I don't know. I think sometimes as humans, we have a tendency. Um, and sometimes I think that might be sort of the, the automated part of our lives when people get automated and they're just doing things unintentionally. Um, oftentimes, yeah, you're not taking that control. You're just kind of going through the motions. And so um, to have this as a tool, I, I think it's very, very uh, valuable. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that journaling is bad. I just, we have to decide what is the outcome we want. Do I just want to be feel, feel heard and bent? Or do I want to feel differently about this? And there's just two different approach, approaches that you have to take based on what outcome you're wanting. Um, yeah, that's very true. Um, I do think that there's a lot of value in journaling because um, I often recommend journaling um, for a lot of my patients, but I'm very specific about how to do that journaling um, so that we are accomplishing things out of it. So not necessarily on the thought work end, but um, doing things like nature journaling, right? Or like gratitude journaling. And so oftentimes, um, uh, I find those types of journaling to be a little bit more therapeutic, like with thought work is that um, you're still being intentional, right? Instead of um, sort of our, I don't know if you can call it traditional journaling, journaling, but, you know, like as journaling has been introduced to us, like I think when I was, you know, in fifth or sixth grade, right, journaling was introduced to me and it was um, very much a a stream of consciousness, right? It was just, you put it all out there. And so I think a lot of folks still think about that. And I think you're right that that type of journaling um, isn't as um, uh, effective in um, making change or changing our perspectives um, or yeah, helping improve our, our life, our health. Yeah, our mind, body, spiritual relationships. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I know from doing my thought work about that specific situation, I've now created a new neural pathway mm -hmm. for my brain. When a situation is similar comes up, it doesn't have to just hijack me and go into like, you're never pig. I've, am, I've kind of impregnated my brain with other optional thoughts of like, oh, they just chose someone that they know real well or that they're comfortable with and you just don't have that deeper relationship with them yet. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I have other options now for my brain to select from where before it didn't really necessarily have that. It just went back to its old patterns of you're never picked, you're never chosen. Um, that's true. Yeah, you've offered another um, um, example for that when we create those neural pathways, right? It's as if you've created this um, highway, right? So when you introduce other thought thoughts, right? Or other beliefs, um, it's kind of as if you're starting on that trail or that dirt road, right? That then turns to a paved road, then can turn into a, a state highway and then an interstate. But you got to start that process yeah. of recognizing where those are coming from. So, yeah. or not, uh, not where they're coming from, um, different perspectives, right? Like, yeah, introducing other possible 
um, pathways. Yeah. 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 Cool. Any questions? I don't think so. I'm excited about this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks friends for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. If this information was helpful, please share with a friend. We appreciate it when you take just a few minutes to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast at. It helps expose our podcast to more people getting this information into more hands. Currently, we're in open enrollment for our New Beginnings program. Dr. Carmen and I work with individuals to increase their self-confidence by doing mindset work and addressing the neurochemicals and hormones so they can create confidence at a faster rate, therefore achieving our dreams and goals faster. This is something you're interested in. You'll find our link in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you guys and we'll see you next episode.